Usually it's a party that takes place in different venues in Berlin or anywhere else. And they run the parties and I just give my place to them. So it doesn't also even make sense to apply at a bar or at a club for a gig. It makes more sense to have your party series and showcase it and say, hey, we would like to host a party every Friday. We have this, this and this DJ. This is an easier way, I would say, if you already have a concept, if you're already like aware of what you're doing, rather than, hi, I can do this and I'm applying for this job. Are you ready to level up your game as a DJ and producer and break into the electronic music scene? Welcome to the Break Into The Scene podcast, where you will hear the stories of DJs and producers about how they got where they are today and how they broke into the electronic music scene. On top of all that, industry experts share their tips on specific topics, such as how to build your brand as a DJ and artist today, how to build connections in the industry, how to get more gigs as a DJ, and many, many more. So if you're ready to take your music career to the next level, Buckle up, my friend, because this podcast will show you how. I'm your host, DJ Resonant, host of Resonant Radio and former host of the Mindset Horizon, podcast interview mastery and podcasting for influence podcasts. Hello, my friend, and welcome back to the Break Into the Scene podcast. After a short summer break, I'm super excited to be back on the mic and let you know that I have some exciting guests lined up for you coming up in the next weeks, starting today. But before I introduce today's guest, I wanted to let you know that besides this podcast, I also host a music radio show called Resonant Radio, where I publish my house mixes on a bi-weekly basis. So if you want to tune in and have a taste of what I'm spinning nowadays, all you need to do is go to resonant.com forward slash radio or soundcloud.com forward slash resonant. You can always find all the links mentioned throughout the episode in the show notes section of the episode. If you want to get in touch with me, hit me up on the socials. My Instagram is resonant.dj. And now let me introduce today's guest. My guest today is Liz whose love for music blossomed in her childhood with piano, flute, and dance shaping her journey. Beyond her role as a label and artist consultant, she creates the renowned Better Listen podcast, connecting with electronic music's finest acts. Embracing new challenges, she took up DJing in 2021, now serving uplifting energy and pulsating beats on digital turntables. Simply expect higher smooth vibes and an unforgettable experience in her mixes. At the beginning of the episode, Liz shares her story of working for Zalando for several years, living in Berlin, and her entrepreneurial journey to podcasting, DJing, and becoming a label and artist consultant. She, of course, also shares some of the challenges that she was facing along the way. Later on in the episode, we talk about her first ever gig at Rita Butzka in Berlin and how she smashed it, even though she just learned DJing a couple of weeks before the performance. We also talk about her podcast called Better Listen and what inspired her to start her own show. Closer to the end of the episode, Liz shares what she currently focuses on as a label and artist consultant, as well as valuable insights about why it's important for DJs and artists to outline their goals before jumping into hustling mode. If you want to receive regular updates about new episodes, all you need to do is sign up at resonant.com forward slash podcast news. That's resonant.com forward slash podcast news. 
And so without any further ado, my friend, here's my interview with Liz. So Liz, welcome to the Breaking to the Scene podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Hi, Tibor. Really nice to have you on the podcast. I was uh, looking forward to uh, connecting with you, one of the first guests from Berlin, uh, before I hit the record button. I already mentioned I had two guests on the podcast, but they were not from Berlin. Uh, so I'm excited to have uh, a Berlin-based DJ uh, on the show. And uh, yeah, I wanted to start with this little story, how we how we got connected. Uh, I didn't tell you this before because I wanted to <laughs> share this in I'm the episode. I'm so curious, really. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It's, it, it's, it's funny. I mean, it was really funny to me because uh, basically I had... Um, so I work at Zalando uh, full time. So DJing is like a side hustle for me. And uh, I was playing their corporate event. And actually, I don't remember who was the person, but one of my colleagues uh, or one of the colleagues from that team who I was playing for mentioned, I mean, we got into a conversation and she told me that, uh, do you know this Better Listen podcast? Because I was telling her about what I'm up to besides Zalando, like I DJ and I do the podcasting as well. And she was like, this is super cool. But do you know Liz? Do you know the Better Listen podcast? She was also working at Zalando. I was like, no, no, I should check out. Uh, and I checked out your profile. I, I saw that um, you do the podcast and DJing. And I saw a lot of similarities, really like your profile. So I was like, you could be a perfect guest for the Break Into the Scene podcast. So this is how I reached out to you and invited you on the podcast. A huge welcome. Amazing. Sounds great. Yeah. I think I would also be a good fit because break into the scene. It's a great title. And yeah, I can't wait to um, exchange with you on yeah how that's done and how hard it is as well and what the challenges are. I'm afraid there are a lot of like uh, challenges. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and speaking of uh, Zalando, maybe you can tell us a little bit more about uh, your journey with Zalando um what did you actually do there also i'm curious you're based in berlin but were you born here or i am a true berliner so i was i wasn't born in berlin but i was born um like 30 kilometers north of berlin it's a by now a little bigger city but it's a city it's called Bernau. um mm -hmm. and uh, i lived in a lot of different places in the world i went to school in the u.s i finished oh, wow. my business degree in northern england i also worked on the Canary Islands, I um, also worked in the south of Germany at um, another big fashion player, Hugo Boss. And that's how I actually came to Zalando because I wanted to go back home. I was out of all the places in the world. I felt a bit homesick in my own country in the south of Germany. Um, okay. Which I never, it never happened like in the US or in, in, in England or even in Spain. I was never homesick like this. But in Stuttgart, I was. And then um, I uh, applied. And back in the day, that was 2015. Zalano was, it wasn't small, but it was, of course, way, way smaller than it is today. And I applied and came back here and worked at Zalando for six and a half years. 
Wow. Uh, so pretty long time. That's a yeah. long time. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, a, I'm a pretty like a newbie. <laughs> one of the half years. Yes. Uh, one and a half. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was there when really um, we hit off so many new things and it was trial and error. There were a lot of projects that we just wanted to try and they were success. They're now like, you know, like um, partner program, connected retail, you know, all these huge yeah, developments um, yeah, that, yeah. that I was also um, taking part in, taking my stake in, which was super exciting. But I was always connected to music. So I started playing the piano. I was uh, also playing the flute when I was a child. I was dancing a lot. And um, yeah, when I was, especially here in Berlin, how can you not be connected to music like I think this is what people are here for as well uh, because the scene is just so diverse there's so much to see so much to do and uh, yeah I was um, always on the side like going out a lot um, getting to know a lot of DJs also a lot of friends of mine work in nightlife either like at bouncers or at the door or you know anything in, in regards to the scene I was always very connected to it and um yeah the reason why i um maybe transitioned or maybe started on the side to zalando uh, doing something with music is also because i just felt so connected to it but i never really worked in this field and i wanted to work and really work in this field and it's it's tough. <laughs> you, you mean it in the music so industry, right? In music industry, and regardless of what, like, if it's, let's say, you know, just DJing at like a little bar, even that is as tough as when you apply to Spotify, Universal, Sony Music, like all these other that we luckily get to have these big corporations here in Berlin. Anything is just, it's a challenge. Yeah, so this raises a point or a question around uh, why is that, right? So there's a lot of aspiring DJs, uh, but also like when it comes to like applying for gigs, like at a bar or in a club, like what is your experience? Uh, I wanted to actually raise this at a later point, but like, is it something that people should do? Like, you know, start applying uh, to different uh, venues or um, places or there are other ways to kind of like get into clubs because what I've heard and maybe you, uh, you know, maybe you uh, agree or disagree is that you kind of like really need to build the connections in order to get into those places. So what is your experience? Yeah, it is uh, very hard to get um, even into little bars and to play there. Um, I would even go that far saying if you're not well connected, if you're just somebody in a huge pool of DJs, it's going to be a challenge for you to get a gig. Um, if you don't know anybody who knows somebody, it's almost impossible. Like you have to have at least a circle of friends that support you. You have to have I think it's very beneficial to have a collective, be part of a collective, um, mm -hmm. if not even um, be connected to people that own a bar, own a club or um, own a party um, series that you yeah. can get into. Um, because also it's even like me, if I would own a bar or a club, 
it doesn't work like this that I would most of the cases um, hire DJs to play at my venue. Usually it's a party that takes place in different venues in Berlin or anywhere else and they run the parties and I mm -hmm. just give my place to them. So it doesn't also even make sense to apply at a bar or at a club for a gig. It makes more sense to have your party series and showcase it and say, hey, we would like to host a party every Friday, you know, like bring some commitment to it, host a party every Friday, every Wednesday, whatever it would be. We have this, this and this DJ and special for our party scene is, I don't know, bio, e ecological confetti. I don't know, you know, something. Yeah. yeah. This is an easier way, I would say, if you have already have a concept, if you're already like really aware of what you're doing rather than hi, I can do this and I'm applying for this job. Yeah. Like what we're used to in the corporate world or what we grew up with after finishing our degree. Oh, I just finished my degree. So now I'm going to apply at this venue. No, this is not how the scene works. Wow. It's a, such a, such great points, to be honest. Uh, I have so many thoughts at the moment. Uh, one of the things is that, so for example, I really, I would, I would love to approach this whole thing as like a, with this entrepreneurial mindset in terms of like how can you actually create your own opportunities right so for example like applying for a job quote-unquote job as a dj that's not kind of like it as you're explaining but more like i don't know like building your own profile maybe a youtube channel or you know something that you can actually create for example like creating content creating a radio or whatever it is and also like your own own parties like basically is what you're saying right so just organizing your own events and then when it comes to like this conversation with venues it's more like a a business conversation about you know we want to host this party here so we want to do that instead of like applying as a dj which everybody does no like that's the case right and everybody wants to play everybody all the djs you know if, if i know now a lot of them if i would say hey can you play friday half of them would be available yeah. saying yes of course unless you are making a living of it and you're already traveling the world of course then no but there's so many especially in berlin there's so many djs out there that are eager to play and they're they don't want to do anything else you know but um i think the market if we speak a bit more in, in corporate terms the market is highly competitive super competitive and before you want to enter the game, really think twice, be aware that this is this is what it's like and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough if it's not if you don't think it's your calling just and leave you just it. want to do it as a side yeah <laughs> uh, to to be honest really find find something else or move move to another place yeah yeah that's why i think uh i mean i don't know for sure but maybe you can also like start thinking about um other cities around berlin uh but actually there's one thing i wanted to mention which is uh, i had this guest on gernot muller who is the founder of walter circus they basically support artists and djs about uh marketing and how they can you know like promote themselves ba basically it's music marketing focused and uh, yeah, he was explaining in the podcast episode that, you know, if you don't spend like 30, 40 hours on your music project, like don't even consider yourself serious. It's for those who are doing this as a side hustle. You have to really put in the work and a lot of work into like 
building your profile and promoting yourself and applying or maybe creating your own opportunities. But I actually want to ask you, circling back to this topic, like, did you try this tactic, so to speak, to apply uh, to different venues as a DJ and you didn't get response or what was what was the experience for you? Yeah, that was actually my experience. Okay. Um, I applied back in the day, a couple, couple years ago, actually, um, to to venues. And if if you even if you ever get a response, like most of the time, there's no response. And if you get a response, it's like, uh, no, we don't hire DJs. You know, we have parties or party hosts that um, do that. There's very few clubs that really select DJs it's um it's very rare and um so yeah I was um turned down a lot or they go into this well we could hire you but then uh, you could play for free or you get like 50 bucks or something speaking of opportunities I mean there 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 are challenges for sure uh especially in Berlin as you mentioned um, because of the lot of competition and so forth. Uh, one of the things I was thinking about and I started thinking a little bit more about is like uh, corporate events. So depending on, of course, what you want to do and where you want to play, you can decide. But like doing corporate events seem, seems to be interesting to me. Uh, for example, one of the reasons is that it's, you know, you don't start at uh, 3 a.m. in the morning, but maybe 5 p.m. Very true. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 7 p.m. Yeah. Yep, 7 p.m. Yeah. and until 10 p.m. So it's like a more feasible if you if you do something on the on the side. Um, did you do uh, corporate events? If I'm not mistaken, yes. Yes, I have done. That's how I started also uh, DJing. I always, I was always interested in DJing, but I've never had the courage to do it. And I also, it takes a lot of practice. And I was just, um, just a busy person in general. And I was always like, I don't have time for this, you know. Yeah. And um, then it was, I think, one of the last two years at Zalando, we had a party. And um, one of um, my managers there, she reached out to me and she's like, hey, uh, Lisa, you know, um, why wouldn't you want to play for the party? And I was like, I don't really know how to do that. And she was like, so we have this event in four weeks. I'm asking you again, <laughs> do you want to do it? And the venue where we had the party was even uh, Ritterbutzke. Nice. <laughs> so I was like, holy hell. Okay, maybe I'm going to try and get it done and have my first gig ever at Ritterbutzke. And what I did was I sat down and I was reading through all of the manuals. I was calling a lot of friends of mine. I'm like, we have to practice. I'm coming to your place right now. We have to do this. <laughs> I was practicing with four different DJs in total to get like their stake on how they're doing things. And then I was also, I was using the pirate studios here in Berlin mm -hmm. and just locked myself in there and just trial and error really for hours. And I had four weeks and I smashed it. Yeah. It was amazing. Wow, yeah, it was an amazing <laughs> first gig. Yeah, it was one of the best nights ever. I felt sick just before I wanted to cancel. I was like, no, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I know the feeling. You know, these, yeah, <laughs> it was so bad. But I did it in the end, and it was one of the greatest experiences ever. And then um, I again DJed um, because I transitioned to another um, big company afterwards and with a super beautiful rooftop in the middle of Berlin at Alexanderplatz at the 20th story, very, very high. 
and I DJed up there and it was also an amazing experience. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's not 3 a.m. in the morning. It's, you know, decent hours and the vibe is, I would say, pretty similar. It can get pretty similar, you know. Um, it doesn't have to be a club, a huge, yeah, a club or a, a huge venue in this case, or you know, like decoration and whatnot. It can also be just you know an after hours with colleagues that also become your friends and you have a good time. I love it. I love it. Thanks for sharing. But this was your uh, just to make things clear. This was the start of your DJing journey. So yeah. basically. And before that, you didn't even, uh, so you didn't know how to DJ, right? So for no. Rita Butska, that was the yep. learning DJing and then yes. performing immediately. <laughs> yes, I had four weeks and I killed it. Yeah. Nice, I love but it. But that's that's uh, how I am. I am, you know, hit or miss. It's uh, There's no way in between for me when I, when I put something into my head. Yeah. And I wanted to get it done, I do get it done. And I think also I strongly believe in... Like the there there was a study also that you learn faster or your brain um, is able to learn faster when you do something in front of people. Mm. Oh really? I'm not saying everybody should <laughs> everybody should uh, learn as you go straight away. You know, maybe that's not the case for everybody. But uh, for me, it's definitely the case. Like I just had a couple of weeks practice and then I DJed. But this gig, I learned so much more than in the previous four weeks. And from there also with every gig, even though it scares the shit out of you, that's how you learn. Each gig is how I learned the most. I love it. Tell us a little bit more about your um, interest. When did this interest start developing for DJing? 10 years ago. I don't know. Years back. Yeah, long time. I always admired the big the big DJs of the game and um, especially the women um that yeah i i always wanted to be like them and uh, i just never had the courage i always also had in my mind you know you can't do this you're not good enough nobody's going to listen to you nobody's going to like the music that you play but yeah shut out the voices in your head yeah. and do it give it a try give it a go and even if berlin is a hard place for this give it a go give it a try you're never going to know if you're not going to try and if you right now live in berlin and you want to your, your goal is to play at, I don't know, Bergheim. Do it. I love it. Do it. Uh, I also had some limiting beliefs around stuff in life. <laughs> and about 10 years ago or so, I had my first, I would say, big inspiration. So actually, uh, when I was at the university, like, I don't know, like, yeah, 10 years ago or so when I was at the university, that's when I had this idea of like getting into music and doing something with music. And then later on, after finishing university, I had a friend so I didn't do anything, uh, obviously, at the university. I was studying architecture, actually. And I was like, DJing, I don't know, like, uh, I, I don't think it's me. Or, you know, I didn't see myself. That's really interesting if you can see yourself in certain, I don't know, uh, roles or something like that. Because, for example, I had a big career transition from architecture to to digital marketing and like basically I kind of like developed this idea that I can learn anything that I want it just takes time you know so basically a couple of years ago after university I had a colleague I was living in Hungary because I'm from Hungary I was living there and I had a colleague who was producing music and he inspired me so much I was like yo you have to teach me how to produce music and we started like playing around in Reason. He was using Reason, the DAW to produce music. 
and it seemed so complicated to me and he was previously before he became like a electronic music producer he was playing in band so he could play the guitar and things like that and i couldn't do any of that and the software that he was using to produce the music seemed so complicated to me that i was like oh my god this is not something i can do i don't know so at, at that point i kind of like gave up so i was like this is complicated um i don't know if i can do this so i basically didn't have this confidence or belief in myself and then uh, years later when i did podcasting so before i hit the record button here uh, for the episode, I uh, told you I was doing podcasting from 2019 to 2021. I had three shows um, about different topics. As I was doing podcasting, kind of like felt that uh, I really liked this creative process, creating things and uh, because it was audio. And I remember when I was doing my own intros and outros and music and stuff for the podcast, I really enjoyed like creating something like that. For example, your podcast, uh, Better Listen, that you host, I really like the format, which is you have the conversation, the interview. So it's an interview podcast and you kind of like introduce uh, music of your guests. I really like that because I think it's a it's a really cool format to have a conversation and a music and spice it up a little bit. Yeah, with music. Yeah, it's a bit radio style. I love that format. And uh, speaking of podcasting, how did you start it? Because it was before DJing, correct? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like uh, podcasting also was a bit of building the bridge for me to DJ. I can so much relate. This is what I was trying to explain. Maybe it didn't yeah. come through yeah, yeah, properly. Yeah, yeah. I, could, I could sense it. Yeah, I could sense it. Um, because Love it. Uh, I just wanted to work and do, I work with music and be part of the scene and uh, I wanted to DJ, but I was just too scared to do it. And so I was thinking, okay, what can I do that I feel more confident in, which is still a creative process and I still get to take part in the scene, but um, it's not yet DJing and it was podcasting because I love to talk. Uh, I'm yeah very organized. I know a lot of people. I love to get to know new people. I'm an extrovert and I'm very creative. So for me, it was um, yeah clear that I had to had to get into podcasting and through podcasting actually, I met even more people and um, yeah could just pursue this journey of taking my stake in the scene. So that's how it all started. And I think uh, yeah next month it's gonna be my four-year anniversary with the Better Listen podcast. That's amazing. Long time, yeah. And tell the listeners what the podcast is about and, uh, you know, like, who do you interview or what's the goal of the podcast? Yeah, I interview DJs, um, producers, event hosts, label owners, um, and I invite them to my to my podcast to, and I interview them for like 30 to 45 minutes, a bit similar to this one. Um, and we also showcase their music and it's got to be their music because if it's not theirs, um, the, um, the episode will get blocked because at the very beginning, I wasn't know what I was doing. So I didn't know what I was doing. So I was uh, putting music in there that wasn't theirs. And uh, then, yeah, my episode got banned. So now I have like a really proper format of having them sign an agreement that I can showcase their voice. I can distribute it on all the platforms. I can upload it and take it off whenever I want to. And I can also do the same with the music they give me the rights for. And um, yeah, with their signature, I can just publish it. And that's how it works. And yeah, the it's a very radio style tete-a-tete -tete 
talk um, about anything, about the inspiration, about past gigs, about future projects, things easier because also, you know, with the artists, I mean, they can be, they can be challenging um, in the things they want and not want. And, you know, one day I had uh, also guess, you know, one day they really want to do the podcast and the next they don't reply and it's really hard to find a date and then once you record they don't like it and you're not allowed to publish so yeah i'm not a fan of contracts but also on the other hand i am yeah wow it's really interesting i've, I've never done that uh i interviewed over a hundred guests on my podcast <laughs> yeah um one <laughs> wow. podcast was yeah focused on like personal development mindset mindfulness so it was my first podcast Beautiful. actually yeah, I've seen that you're also doing a, uh, what is it, meditation? Woo meditations. It's recorded meditations. Um, it's by women for everyone. Yeah. So my friend uh, Christina and I, we are hosting the podcast and we invite also other women to join us and just record their meditation for, for our podcast. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I love it. Uh, when you started the podcast, like, did you, what was your, what was your goal in terms of like, Basically, when I started the podcast, I was really just wanted to connect with people and also like uh, get into the industry, learn more about the industry, more learn more about the industry players, you know, like DJs, but I'm also inviting other uh, industry players. So what was your goal back then? Yeah, that's a very interesting question um, because, of course, it's similar. I wanted to get to know other people from from the scene i wanted to get into the topic um i just wanted to learn more and also release the creative energy that i had but um i started it also one of the main reasons for this was to get over a heartbreak oh wow okay interesting <laughs> interesting yeah um so you I never was... know what a question can bring up right exactly yeah <laughs> i wanted to get over a heartbreak because i was seeing somebody who um yeah broke my heart and I fell into a hole for a couple months I disappeared and I was like okay and this this guy uh, was I don't know if he still is but he was a podcaster and um I was like okay I need to get out of here I need to help myself and pull myself back together what did I learn from this relationship and what did I take away other than this guy broke my heart so him being a podcaster, I was like, you know what? I can do it. I can do the same thing. It's going to be way more interesting, way cooler. Um, I'm just going to do it. And that's how I started it. So my my motivation and like the power I had behind it was just to heal through, yeah, this project, a new something to do, something that I took from this experience that I had that I could transform into something positive. That was negative and I could transform into something positive. And another, yeah, basically a release for all the energy that I had inside of me um, and to be creative. And that's how it started, really. Nice. At this point, I'm wondering, so what did you do at Zalando? Like, did you have any uh, relation to podcasting or music? Uh, no, not at all. No, I was an account manager. Basically, yeah, mm, working with other clients with the with the brands that we had um and yeah building the relationship the business relationship that we had with them negotiating also provisions and um also contracts um but mainly also you know if the assortment that they had on the platform was the way they wanted it to be and the way we wanted it to be 
things like that. So it was a very communicative job, very outgoing. Also a lot of meetings, a lot of business travel, um, but nothing to do with music, no. Okay, so uh, I'm actually wondering, so when you had this uh, transition, uh, I wanted to circle back to that point when you start DJing. Like, did you have in mind as a goal to kind of like turn DJing into a full-time profession or maybe a part-time profession, do it as, uh, you know, as, as your main focus? Or what was your, what was the goal with that? I have a very hard time with putting one thing as my one go-to and my focus because I like to do a lot of things at once. And I think this is what's going to hinder me of becoming the next breakthrough DJ because there's just a lot of other things that I love to do, which doesn't mean that I DJ with less passion. It's I want to give 100% to all of these things, you know, because um, I became self-employed in November. I started my own company and I, um, I'm i an artist and label consultant. So all the people, also a lot of them, I met through podcasting, through DJing. I am now, um, they're now my clients actually, and I help them to become successful. I do a little bit of social media. I do um, booking, I help with booking. Yeah. So uh, I do this. Then I also have the podcast. I also DJ. And then also um, I am a ride coach at Beat81. So I do indoor cycling. I've seen the mixes. Yeah, exactly. And here I get to, this is what I love. You know, I get to uh, create mixes and um, create my own mixes. And then we, we ride together. And this is another passion of mine. And I just, I couldn't see myself giving up at this point right now. I couldn't give up one of, even one of these things because they all fulfill me. And it's it's what I love. And I think some people are just structured this way you know one person just does one thing and they give their all and dedicate their entire time to it and it makes them happy and for me it's being able to move and switch in between the things and have a bit of variety like for example i i, I love doing sports but and and i always listen to music or a conversation absolutely yeah. so that's uh yeah those are like uh happy areas you mentioned this uh, freelance uh, consultancy. So the people that are listening, what can you uh, help them with, so to speak, if they are interested in working with you, for example? I've received fund from the government. I don't know the English word for this, but when you are unemployed and you help yourself out of unemployment by creating your own business, opening up your own business, then the government funds you for a little bit of time. And um, that's what happened to me. So I was a lucky one to get um, the first couple months funded. And also now there's two phases, actually, phase one and then phase two. And phase one um, finished in May. And now I even applied for phase two and I got accepted. So I'm still like a little bit um, yeah, supported by the government with this um, with this business idea that I that I created and then I brought up. And it's very diverse and it's very exciting. Um, I get to speak and to work with a lot of different personalities, um, get to attend a lot of uh, events. And it's, yeah, what I love to do. It's all connected to music. I work for two labels and three artists. Um, the two labels are obsolete. It's a smaller label here from Berlin. It's uh, five DJs. And Iconic is the other one. It's um, a New York-run label um, that is yeah, a bit bigger and a bit more international. 
And mainly what I do for them is I help them with booking. I help them if they get a request or how to get more booking requests. Um, I also uh, organize like photo shootings for them. I am very close with a couple of photographers. Um, also getting a website if they need a website. I know some people there. Um, I'm a true connector, really. I also help them with um, social media. I started working with both both labels before establishing my own company, but it was just more like smaller things and talking to them, going to parties with them, getting a little bit of the vibe, the overall vibe. I also interviewed, you know, um, the owner and founder of Iconic and also the DJs that are um, part of Obsolete. Um, but I haven't properly worked for them. And then through making it official that I'm now self-employed, I have my own company. I'm now able to really sign them in a way as my clients and the same um, with the artists and basically DJs that I work with. So um, yeah, I started a little bit before uh, becoming self-employed, kind of working with them, but really officially properly working with them and for them and getting paid um, is after I became um, self-employed. I love it because <laughs> I was thinking about this, to be honest. Yeah, not necessarily the consultancy, but like, yeah. So for example, I, I would love to combine music and marketing. So that's why I also chose to focus a little bit more on the business side with the podcast. So like, you know, uh, sharing tips around, you know, how you can get more gigs or how you can establish yourself in the industry as a DJ or a or an artist. So yeah, that's definitely where I see myself heading. So like, you know, combining these two areas. Is there anything that you could share for the listeners when it comes to, for example, like bookings or building their profile, what they could focus on? Uh, because there are so many things that we can do. For example, you know, like we talked about networking, doing a podcast, interviews, it's a lot of it's work, endless. like doing yeah. guest mixes. Um, your own mixes, like becoming a producer to stand out, like there's so many things. Do you see like patterns that work? First of all, what's super crucial is to kind of outline and structure the way in which you want to succeed. So it really, really is essential. Like you cannot do all of these things, of course. I mean, you could, but it's, um, yeah. If you really want to be successful, think about, okay, do I want to be a DJ? Do I want to be a producer? Do I want to be a party host? What is it that I want to do? And what is really my passion? Like, what do I see myself doing for the next couple of years and where, you know, over hours are not a topic for me? And then once you have this, then you can take it from there. Like if you, for instance, want to focus on producing music, then outline, showcase the way you produce music like today's times it's all about you know instagram tiktok short reels videos so really set up a little bit of like basic equipment it doesn't have to be anything super expensive and show others what you do and yeah really showcase the work that you that you put into and um it's it's really it depends on really what you want to do if you want to become a dj then of course have your photo taken, have your video taken while you DJ, while you edit and um, maybe find some nice and interesting spots where you can do it. You know, something that helps you stand out from the crowd, like something that is that is not everybody's doing because there already is, like you say, there's so much you can do and people are doing it. What is 
different that you do? Like really find your spot in there. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And what you enjoy doing, for example, I enjoy content creation, right? So for example, like I can definitely uh, see myself doing like more serious like videos for YouTube. I just don't really have the time. I, I love podcasting as well, but like content creation in general. Yeah, and I can see like really successful like YouTube channels when you record your DJ sets with a beautiful uh, background, a nice environment somewhere. Uh, there are some videos already, of course, but like, you know, like finding some interesting spots locally, like you don't have to go to Bali or whatever, you know. The... Yeah, something something that's nice looking at, you know. And also, I think one thing we missed, one thing that is super crucial, consistency. 100%. Don't just start and stop. You have to keep doing. And even if there's weeks where, you know, likes are just a little bit or it doesn't get shared or whatever yeah screw it keep doing it keep doing what you love own it and you know if it's if it's a new episode every other monday or if it's you know a new video every friday first friday of the month doesn't matter you know just as long as you keep doing it i'm smiling because i feel guilty with the podcast i had two episodes and then i had a little bit of a summer break tell me about it i mean better <laughs> listen i had this podcast now for four years there is no there is no like there is continuity but it's uh it's very uneven it's whenever whenever i get to it it's every whenever couple it months happens, happens. it's an episode really yeah and you know to be honest though i don't care because it's what I love to do. And whenever I it feels right, you know, I don't want to burn myself out. I think we have this already enough in our society. Um, and it's something I want to do and, and keep enjoying. And if I pressure myself and if I can't enjoy it anymore, I don't want to lose interest in doing this. A hundred percent. I feel you. I, I was, uh, when I had the other shows, uh, the three other podcasts back then, I was like very strict uh, on myself in terms of like, you know, putting out content every week or something like that. I don't know what was the frequency, but uh, I'm more flexible now. So I'm kind of like whenever I have the right guest. So I just won't publish an episode just because I need the content. It's whenever I have the right guest. And the quality is also nice. You know, if I don't want to, it's less like quality, not quantity. Absolutely, a hundred percent. Yeah, that's something we say a lot at Zalando yeah. <laughs> nowadays. It's very German to say that. Yeah, it's, I guess it's a German thing. I don't know. Yeah, but, um, quality over quantity. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and as we are uh, getting closer to the end of the episode, one of the last questions I usually ask is. Um, you know, if people are interested in learning more about you and getting in touch with you, maybe for support, uh, where can they uh, find you and learn more about you? So I have um, an Instagram account uh, that is called Better Listen, better like better and then listen, L-I-Z-Z-E-N. Um, and then on SoundCloud and Facebook, you can find me under listen, L-I-Z-Z-E-N, that's my DJ name. And then also, of course, I have an email address, hi at betterlisten.com. Um, any way they, they want to reach out is, is highly appreciated. Love to get in touch. All the links are going to be in the show notes uh, and available on our website, resonant.com forward slash podcast. And uh, yeah, my last question is, uh, basically, I'm super curious about your uh, future goals and uh, future aspirations. So what are some of those? 
Yeah, there's so much coming up. Actually, I have a couple of very exciting guests for my podcast that I'm going to interview. This year is dedicated to women. So um, I'm only going to interview women this year. So there's a couple of very, um, very, very interesting women. Um, I'm just going to say so much. And then um, DJ wise, I'm going to DJ um, at Wilde Möhre Festival mid-August that I'm really, really looking forward to. And uh, in regards to my self-employment, I my clients have a lot of projects coming up as well. There's a lot of news um, for the labels that I work with and also the DJs that I support and that I book. I would just say stay tuned and uh, stay stay with it. Follow me and it won't get boring for sure. Love it. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, wish you good luck with your goals. And thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you joining me for this episode of the Break Into The Scene podcast today. If you want to receive regular updates about new episodes, make sure to sign up at resonant.com forward slash podcast news. That's resonant.com forward slash podcast news. If you want to check out the detailed show notes and free resources, make sure to visit our website, resonant.com forward slash podcast. That's resonant.com forward slash podcast. I really hope this episode's been highly valuable to you. I will catch you next time. And until then, just keep it real, my friend.